everybody. Welcome to What's On Your Face. This is a podcast about beauty, pop culture. We are beauty industry titans. No, I'm joking. We're not beauty industry titans, but we're in the beauty industry and we're obsessed with beauty. I'm Sade. I'm MJ. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. (laughs) This is weird, but I'm glad we're doing it. So am I. (laughs) Okay, Sade, I will ask you, what is on your face? Okay, so what's on my face? There's a lot of things happening right now. Right now, I have Glow Screen from Supergoop, and I have Fenty Press Powder. Those are like my two my two things right now. Is that now. the one where you can have your name customized on the top? Yeah, like if you're into that, yeah, you can do that. Everybody mm-hmm. does that, though. It's like the thing everybody does in stores. Like they personalize everything. Okay, what else? Oh, under that? Oh, there's a lot happening under that. Um, I My serum today, I no, I use an eye cream from Supergoop, Bright Eye, and then my serum, you know, I always use the girl I'm obsessed with, Sunday Riley Good Jeans. Under that, I have Glow Recipes, a PHA, BHA toner, and I cleansed with Caudalie. Is that the toner that's in the pretty glass bottle that blew up on TikTok? Did it blow up on TikTok? I think one, I think it did. It's in that tall glass bottle. It is. And it's like, you'll have a different face if you use this for five days straight. That is a fact. Yeah. Clo Recipe is doing really well on TikTok. They are. I'm obsessed with them. Interesting. So what is on your face, MJ? Okay. I guess I'll go from the top surface level down. <laughs> on the top, I have Makeup Forever Microfine HD Powder. Mm. It's amazing. Game changer. And then I have... Cover Effects Blush and Bronzer, which are my favorites. So sad that we're not carrying it anymore. No one does, babe. They're gone. No one does. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I will find some on eBay or Overstock somewhere. Underneath, eBay? Yes. Like, you don't find products that have gone out of stock on eBay, like your old lipstick shades, um, Frederick Fakai shampoo conditioner. No. <gasps> We need to talk about this more because I've never been on eBay for beauty. I love it. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. We'll make this a segment. Um, Let me think. After after that, I have Sephora Collection Best Skin Ever Foundation, which is really a sleeper hit for me. Mm. Yeah. Skincare ingredients, really good under mask, doesn't break me out. What do I have under that? Oh, Peter Thomas Roth, Water Drench Cloud. SPF. These names are just getting so ridiculous. Like, do you find them getting longer and longer and just more out of control? They do because you just have to keep being creative. You have to like think of something so cool that it's going to draw people's attention. So you just come up with all these random names. Like that's what all the founders are spending most of their time doing is creating cool names. I feel like it's getting out of hand and there's (laughs) just way too many products in the beauty industry. But We'll save that for another segment. Sure will. Okay. All right. So that is what's on your face. Now we're going to go into our fun, fun topic. Beauty news. Ooh. I mean, MJ, you have really, this is, this is where you live. This is where, (laughs) this is where you live. You sometimes fester. Um, You love a good bit of beauty news. It's, It's because I'm nosy. I'm a nosy person who likes to stalk people on social media. Do you stalk me? I used to (gasps) when we weren't friends. Actually, when we weren't friends, I mildly stalked you. Um, 
And I thought you were like this really enigmatic, <gasps> like expat in Asia. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Wait, should we do first impressions of each other? Oh my gosh! <laughs> let's do let's do first impressions. I'm I'm dying that you said that. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I remember we, so we work in the same office, mm-hmm. or we worked in the same office, and um, but we never really talked to each other because we worked in different departments. I was in creative, you were in like merch, and um, but we kind of crossed paths and we knew that we were Americans in the same office, mm. in an office, you know, not full of Americans. And then I went on mat leave, and then after I came back from mat leave, I felt like everyone was so much nicer to me. And they were like, you know, like I felt seen. People were like, yo, you're back. And you were one of those people who were like extra nice to me. And then I was like, am I friends with Shadena? Because I was a new joiner and you were been there for ages. I was like, maybe we're friends now. And then in our career or friendship progression, one day you saw an Instagram story that I took of my house and you said, wait a minute, is that a picture of Snoop Dogg and ASAP Rocky on your wall? And then you said, let's get a drink. Yes. And I feel like that's how it all started. (laughs) Okay, now you do me. Okay, so very true. We were in the same, we were in the same team. You sat in like the far back of the, like the old school Luxola to... Was it 203? Like, it was the old school office. So you sat in the far back with all the creative people. Um, so I definitely remember you coming and everyone was like, she's... They, whenever somebody who's American comes into the office, everyone does the same thing. They're like, oh, she's American, just like you. Yeah, you guys should be friends. And so I was like, okay. Um, and then there was obviously all those shifts and changes that happened within the organization when we got acquired. So I probably didn't see you that much because merch moved to uh, Orchard before like creative and everybody else moved. And then I remember you going on mat leave and being like, oh my gosh, she's having a baby. She's having her second baby. Because your first baby was like, I mean, Georgina was like, pretty much an icon in the office. Like she was on posters for like the holiday (laughs) party. Like everybody knew (laughs) your baby. So I remember when you were having um, your, no, it was after you'd had Georgina and then I was pregnant and I just kind of was like excited when you came back from mat leave and I was just like, what's it like? Like, tell me what it's all about. How are you doing? Like, tell me, like, give me all the goss. And you were just like, I've seen some shit. Yeah. You were like, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's not awesome, but you can do it. It's so easy. Yeah. And we just kind of like had this, I guess this like mom, this mom bond. And then it kind of just became like, yeah. And then I started like looking at your Instagram and being like, oh, yeah. Who, like, I don't know anybody outside of like the restaurant cut that has pictures of like, rappers like on the, the restaurant wall. cut the restaurant cut is the only place I know where By there's Wolfgang yeah. right that's the only other place that I know yeah but then I mean now that I know you more I understand all of like your weird art stuff you and your husband and your weird <laughs> art stuff just an FYI for anybody who's actually listening MJ's husband is obsessed with her the same way that we're obsessed with beauty he draws pictures of her 
and they're like in the house. That is just not the case. It's but the I'll case. Let you say it. like, Jeff doesn't draw shit. Of me. There's nothing of me. From Jeff my can't draw, and he's not a creative. He's like a brainy numbers person. Yeah, he's like an analyst. Well, okay. then he should be putting numbers in my bank, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say something else. Okay, cool. Beauty news. For this edition of Beauty News, we have a lot of juicy topics. We sure do. Okay, I'm going to start off with the first. Yes. The Hutt Group acquired Cult Beauty for a whopping 275 million pounds. Exactly. I thought it would have gotten more, to be honest with you. I mean, Cult Beauty is huge. This is a a really, really a a huge acquisition. I mean, the Hutt Group has kind of been, they own a few other brands. Yeah, they own Derm Store, or they... They've been on like a shopping spree in the past few years. <laughs> they bought the Derm store for $350 million. Oof. Yeah, they bought Paracone MD. They own Ico, Glossy Box. And I also did a lot of digging, and they've also been snapping up manufacturing labs. So oh. one is Bentley Laboratories in New Jersey. They manufacture beauty cosmetics and skincare. They also snapped up another manufacturing company that makes formulations for flavors in food. So the Hutt Group, in addition to owning those companies, they also own hotels, properties, nutrition companies. And I'm not going to lie, the owner, like the head of the group, Matthew Molding, Mm -hmm. seems like a bit of a character. Oh, really? Yes. I feel like he might have some juiciness that comes out and not that I know anything but he just seems like a character he's like really fit he has like a presence on IG is he giving like he's a Desium bit, founder vibes no he's giving like like he wants to be part of a really splashy club he so he donated Brandon from Desium girl <laughs> but, but this guy has more money oh. and he has more ambition you know and and, and I feel like He's okay. So he's donated a hundred million to his own charity, huh. um, the Molding Foundation, which sounds a bit sus. I'm it sure does. it's fine. I'm sure it's just what like rich people do. I'm sure. Yeah, but he has just gone on a purchasing spree. Uh, spree. Good for him. Can and, you come and give me like thirty dollars? <laughs> and, <laughs> and and good for Cult Beauty. I mean, yeah. Cult Beauty is like an international beauty retailer. They are. They're huge, and they have. They do such a great job with a lot of the brands they work with. Yeah. They give them, you know, a good amount of shout on the website. They really have a good flow. I hope that doesn't change for them. I think that Cult Beauty is an amazing um, online platform. And they have some of the, they have the best brands, in my opinion, on they, their website. They, they have the absolute best. I just hate it that I can't get the fragrances delivered internationally. Girl, MSDS forums, it is, uh, mm. fragrances are fire hazards. You cannot ship fragrances. Yeah. That's how that works. But, um, yeah, snaps to Cult Beauty. Yeah. Snaps to the hut group. Big, 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 big plans. So following that, the mm. next piece of news is another acquisition. Big one. Another big one. Sephora has agreed to buy Feel Unique for an undisclosed sum. The deal is rumored to be around 132 million pounds. Boom. I mean, if just from looking at this and from the articles that I've read, I think it's 
to get into the UK. Oh yeah. It's just an, like, it's, it's an un, it's a, what's the word? It's like an uncharted territory. They're it's not It's like a there. race to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think it makes perfect sense. I think the UK has been for a long time been like, when anytime I see a brand post, there'll be like, somebody will comment, when are you coming to the UK? When is Sephora coming to the UK? And so I think this is that opportunity. But I think it's great. the UK is such a small island. Like, but why does huge. everyone want to be there? I mean, there's a lot of people, but. There's a lot of people. The beauty, like you have so many like just crescent jewels of of the, you have boots there you have Harrods Selfridges you have, Selfridges you have all of these huge like Liberty. premium beauty players there mm. why not have Sephora get and, in the and mix and so much money there and there's a lot of money I yeah. think it makes perfect sense okay. I think it's I think it's great I'm like so excited about it I know so let's see who's gonna get there first so yeah. Feel Unique sells more than 35,000 products from 800 yes. brands at 800 brands and there's around, I think, 1.3 million active users. So it's a pretty healthy yeah, it's business. Yeah, that's a chunk of business. I think it'll, I think Sephora, when they do enter... It's going to give them scale. Yeah, and I mean, Sephora, they, they don't play games. Like, they they enter markets, bang, bang, bang. Like, it's, like it's <laughs> never like, a, I'm just going to go and dip my toe. Sephora's going to come in with black and white stripes, and she's just going to, like, she's going to stay on your neck all day. And she's just going to be like, I'm here, bitches. That's can't what Sephora's... I can't wait to see it. I'm so pumped about it. I agree. So my next piece of news is Rihanna... Yeah. This is hot off the press. Rihanna is now worth $1.7 billion. Give me some money. That's so fucking amazing. Give me money, Rihanna. Because it's Rihanna and she's so unapologetically Rihanna. It's amazing. I'm obsessed with so her. So she has 50% stake in her makeup line with LVMH, and she has 30% of Savage. Of course. So, you know, Savage Fenty is probably worth around. 270 million. Fenty Beauty is worth around 2.8 billion. Billion. Bill, you can't just say billion. That it has to be a billion like billion. that. Billion. <laughs> okay. Oh, our producer's <laughs> going to kill us. <laughs> so uh, that's so major. And then 2018, their sales topped 550 million. So it was just. You're on your growth, baby. Bitch better have my money. I know. And then following the Rihanna news is my personal favorite. I know. (gasps) Fenty is launching a fragrance. Ugh. Ugh. I want. It's supposed to be spicy, sweet, all at once. And it's designed to be worn for all people of all occasions. Of course. Non-gendered. It's amazing. So she's worked with a master perfumer from LVMH. Of course. She has all access to all the fun stuff. She has unlimited funds. Jacques <laughs> Cavalier Beltrude. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm, I want that fragrance all over my body. But, I mean, what can I do, right? Like, it's, it's not. I went onto the website. I can't get it to come here. We so, have to find a way. Be- we have to find so a way. This this master perfumer, his most successful perfumes are Aqua di Gio, which is so very fancy, very very iconic. Yes, and then also Issey Miyake's Low Dis, like oh. serious serious hits. Yeah, I so, didn't know Issey Miyake. Okay, so he's he's no joke, and this is Rihanna's first fragrance under the Fenty Beauty brand. She's previously done like other she does smaller fragrances. fragrances, but I think they were more. I don't know. What it was it, during that time when all the celebrities were making fragrances. Like licensing out. So yeah. she was doing it with a company called 
Parlux mm. fragrances, but they were like $25, $30, very affordable. Yeah. Um, but this new fragrance has notes of magnolia, musk, tangerine, blueberry, Bulgarian rose, geranium, and patchouli. Love it. And Sable Young, my favorite fragrance reviewer, um, she says, it's unexpected in a sharp way, earthy, smooth, sharp, and deep, and it smells like sexy dirt. I want, I want sexy you, dirt. You need to pull your strings and get it. I, well, I, I, you know, I try. Nobody, and they can't ship it here because it's. For, I told Find you just now, way. fragrance. Find a way. So the Fenty perfume will be available for one hundred and twenty dollars, which Oof. kind of took me aback. Like one hundred and twenty is. She's a billionaire. Pricey. She's a billionaire. You know, like that's that's how they roll. But that's raising the bar. I mean, like, is it? Narcisa well, Rodriguez is about. But uh, look at the Fenty line. Like Fenty skin is how much. Fenty beauty is how much. And then you have 120. So that kind of shocked me. True. That's true. I guess if you're looking at it from that perspective. Um, but I mean, if it's if you have these strong notes, this is a, a, a super kind of heavy hitting perfumer that's making it for you. Yeah. You got to charge the money. When I, again, I'll say like Narciso Rodriguez, which I love the, the fragrance is super deep. Um, but those are going to cost you about 150 bucks a pop. So mm. I think that if you if you got the person behind you and it's going to be long lasting, why not charge the money? People and the thing is is that people are going to buy it. People, people are going to pay. So. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to yeah. ship it to my parents' house. <laughs> um, and it'll be sold starting August 10th. Mm, I have some time. We have some time to figure it out. Exactly. Last piece of beauty news. Yes. Is Huda Beauty has an angel fund and she is launching a sexual wellness brand called Ketish. 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 So basically she's selling vibrators. I don't know. Like it was, it, it was not clear, but basically um, there's this chick, Iman Abbas, mm. who I think was an ex Sephora logistics, uh. you know, some ex Sephora person who then joined the Huda team. Probably. She's now starting her own line. Um, Feminine and sexual wellness. I mean, that's definitely, there's a huge trend for that. Cause I think, you know, sex toys are great because you can kind of sort yourself out and then you're going to glow naturally. If you, <laughs> you're going to have a natural glow. It's going to be that, more than that. You're going to sleep well after <laughs> you're going to just, you're, and you might just sleep halfway before you're even done. Cause you're just like, Oh my God, it's too much. I need to take a fucking nap. So, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, sexual, you know, wellness and, you know, making sure you get yours is going to make you glow from the inside. You're going to sleep better. And, you know, I think it makes perfect sense. They go hand in hand. Yeah. They didn't say what products they were launching, but basically the, the song and dance of the story is that the founder grew up Muslim, obviously, mm. and in a household where sexual wellness and feminine wellness were not discussed that at all. About right. Yeah. And so at 21, she went to her gynecologist for the first time oh, and wow. discovered she had cervical cancer from HPV. Oh, no. And I, I feel like that must have been such an alienating, and traumatic experience for her, like shameful to talk about with exactly. anyone in, like in her circle and her family that she wants to close the education gap yeah. when it comes to feminine health. And so she wants to launch really good sexual wellness products that have a self-care angle and she wants it to be specifically, she says, golden black and not pink. Oh, I think that's great. I yeah. think that makes that will be super sharp. Um, it, it launches in mid-August on hudabeauty.com. 
And another question I have is, is Huda growing her empire too fast? Absolutely not. I think, I don't think so at all. And I, I mean, no, I think she's doing exactly what she wants to do. She's, she's launched so many brands though in the past few months or why years. Not? I, th- I agree. She has launched a lot of brands, but I think she probably has a lot of ideas. She's also kind of spearheading the conversation around not using filters. I just want to say and, I love Huda though. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think the fact that she's launching a lot of new things, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's, when you're an entrepreneur, I think a lot of it is about tossing what stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Some things work out really well. Other things don't. Um, but I think it's great to see a woman who really realistically is very much self-made. She, um, she you know, started you know, very small and has made it really big. And it's just kind of has a, probably a lot of ideas and it's just keep trying new things and trying new things and, and seeing w- what works. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think sexual wellness is definitely something that we're seeing a trend in. We're seeing a lot of these online marketplaces. They're, they're selling sex toys. In Singapore, you can buy sex toys in, you know, the, the what is it called again? The drugstores. It's like, I think it's a super common thing. And I think you have to start educating people one way or another. And I think them getting their education you know, from a more responsible place as opposed mm. to getting it from porn is going to be, oh gosh, yeah. I think it's going to be, the, I no, think that's no, a great no. way to do it. I, I'm fully, I'm all for it. I would probably, I mean, I have my own sex toys, so I don't necessarily need who does, but for somebody who doesn't, and maybe for that, you know, Muslim girl who has a lot of curiosity about it, she's a big fan of Huda, and it's just like, well, you know, if why she's, not? why not? If she's teaching me, why not? And I think this is a teaching moment, and it's really about empowering you know, young girls. I don't think that this is necessarily, you know, going to teach girls go have sex now. I think it's teaching them this is how you take care of yourself, which I think is so key and it's so powerful. I I'm all for it. And I'm honestly, also rooting for Huda. Yeah. If the the question on is she growing her empire too fast? You know, we don't ask Jeff Bezos that. We don't ask Mark Zuckerberg that. We just let them grow and grow and grow. And I think Huda, girl, grow, get that money, get that money. Huda, you better work. Now it brings me to a bigger news headline that Mm -hmm. I want to talk about. And it is, um, I'm going to title it, The Truth About Kylie Cosmetics. (laughs) This is low-key your obsession. This is my obsession. I'm obsessed with the Kardashians as a family, as the zeitgeist, as entrepreneurs. They just fascinate me. Um, say what you will about them, mm. you know, like they're not everyone's cup of tea, Mm-mm. but I feel like they're a phenomenon that has, you know, really shaped everything since social media. So anyway, that's okay. true. That's fair. Yeah. I think the shaping of social media is very fair. Beauty standards, social media, you know, the growth of these like gigantic family empires. They're the only, deal. they're one of the only ones, right? Yeah, I mean, other people are trying to copy them with every celebrity getting their, you know, their cousin's kid and, like, dog in the family business. But I feel like, yeah, the Kardashians are still the gold standard. And also everybody trying to get, like, BBLs. And What's a BBL for our listeners? You get, like, the booty implants. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's also what they— the, the shaping, I mean, injectables, plastic surgery, yeah. everything— Yeah, filters on their face. Yeah, so I mean, we can, yeah, anyways. Okay. (laughs) So Kylie Cosmetics, I'm not sure if you've heard. Mm. The 
drama surrounding one, the lawsuit from Seed Beauty, and then two, her scandal about her Forbes magazine being the youngest billionaire. Mm. So these two topics I'm going to cover, but just to give a little bit of backstory. So every Kardashian sister or child will have their own business or their own brand. Like that is what Kris Jenner envisions. Every kid will have an empire. So Kylie, who I think is the youngest or one of the younger Kardashian sisters, she turned 18. She had saved 250K from various appearances, you know, parties, whatnot, showing up in clubs. So she went to Kris Jenner and said, hey, I think it's time to start my brand. Kris says, that's great. Let's take that money. They invested it in 15,000 units of her Kylie lip kits, you know, the lip liner and the really matte liquid lipstick. Yeah. Sold out in one minute on her Instagram, Power of Social Media. So I think that was quite, you know, not a feat to be, you know, undermined. So after this, they went Hold to- Hold on, I'm going to yes. pause you right there. 15,000 units. In, in one sh- minute. In one minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not, okay, as a merchandiser, she under forecasted. So it makes sense that she sold out in a minute. I'm just putting that out there. But- I feel like if you have a million, if you have two million followers and you buy 1,500 or even 15,000 units and you have, let's say, and she had a lot of followers. So I'm going to give her, I'm going to say the benefit of the doubt. She had 5 million followers. She bought 15,000 units. Even if she gets like a a small percentage of her followers to buy, that's easy for it to sell out in a minute. Especially if this, and this was in the age of fire Festival where everyone's like posting orange squares and buying ridiculous things and being, and wanting to be a part of like, you know, whatever bullshit. So it would have been very easy for her to under forecast and then sell. I mean, and a lot of people do that now. They... They underbuy and then they're like, oh, look at me. I've sold out. Yeah, Everything's gone, guys. It's, it's part of that incredible. drop culture. You know, mm. it's like everything sold out, the scarcity model. Exactly. So the interesting part is, is that she partnered with a company called Seed Beauty, mm-hmm. um, who, if you don't know, make all of the ColourPop products, you know, ColourPop collabs. They collab with Disney, every single influencer. They just like make product like nobody. So they took charge of logistics, manufacturing, you know, product development, storage, and Kylie Cosmetics used Shopify for their e-commerce stuff. So with Seed Beauty and how a celebrity would go in saying they want to make a beauty product is that they're not starting from scratch. They're not like formulating um, from the beginning. Instead, they're using an existing formula that's probably owned by Seed Beauty. And then they kind of tweak it, you know, make it smell a little bit different and then slap Kylie's name on it. Okay. Mm. So with this, you know, or before this, actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Kris Jenner, she took advantage, like she always does, of another public scandal, which is, you know, Kylie's fans were saying, Kylie, your lips are so big, bigger than they used to be. Like, this is in the very beginning, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she, you definitely get lip filler. And Kylie explicitly said, I do not have any lip filler. And then it turns out that she did. So Kris Jenner, mastermind that she is, uses this to launch, you know, Kylie's own brand. She turns negative press into an opportunity for product launch, which I think, you know, hats off to Kris Jenner. I mean, she's the, she's, she's the GOAT. At the end of this, she's the GOAT. They, she, but she gets her flowers, though. She gets, what, like 15, 20% of all the things that her kids make. So oh, yeah. She, she's she, the GOAT. She's a stakeholder in all of those companies. Of course she is. Mm-hmm. So I think the interesting part 
afterwards is that after a while, Chris decides that she wants to exit Kylie from the cosmetics industry. Um, Because I feel like, you know, out there, cosmetic brands have a shorter lifespan than they used to. You know, Mm -hmm. they have a hot minute, um, they become super popular, and then they kind of die and fizzle out. And so I feel like Chris was looking for an exit strategy. So then, you know, she... so. At that point, Kylie Cosmetics grossed about $125 million a year. They had five full-time employees at Kylie, but 500 employees at Seed. So they were outsourcing everything. You know, so Seed is probably charging, you know, um, 50 60%. And then maybe they're making like $50 million a year. Wow. So, so wait, she only had five people? Five full-time at Kylie. And then everyone else was at Seed. She probably had a few interns in there, like, because, I mean, full-time and you could have, like, or maybe it's not like that. Maybe it is just full-time and that's it. And no, like, contractors, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. So, in order to get Kylie, uh, Kylie Jenner out of this business, she wants to, you know, woo buyers. She wants to sell the company. So, that's when she seduces Forbes magazine um, to put Kylie at the top of the celebrity wealth list. Okay, so Forbes has this thing every year, and Kris Jenner knows that no one gives a shit about the people in the middle. So she wants Kylie to be the world's youngest billionaire. So anyway, she invites Forbes into their Hollywood mansion, their Calabasas mansion. They invite them to their offices, show them their tax records, and Forbes is like, okay, and they don't seem to buy it. And so they hold back. Um, and they refuse to move Kylie up the wealth list. So she's still somewhere stuck around the middle or the bottom middle. So then Chris Jenner goes to WWD and says, hey, WWD, come to my house, come to my mansion, come to our offices and take a look at these tax records. Kylie is a, you know, a, a billionaire. She's the world's youngest billionaire. And so WWD puts out an article saying that Kylie Cosmetics is the greatest. She's a unicorn making close to a billion dollars a year. And then from this article, other media uh, companies or other periodicals report it. And it, it kind of creates this like viral buzz. So that's when Cody comes in, and this is the other part of the scandal. <laughs> it's a layered mess. So Cody comes in and they're this massive company who own like a large amount of beauty brands that are out there, um, but they have a weakness in their business model. So their weakness is social media and e-commerce. And so that's obviously the Kardashian specialty. So Cody does an evaluation and declares that Kylie Cosmetics is worth $1.2 billion. And then they acquire Kylie Cosmetics for $600 million. And at that point, Cody thinks they've hit the jackpot. You know, Kylie Cosmetics has a following of 21.5 million followers. That's huge. That's huge. That's huger than huge. But the growth is not there, they find. But the revenue is not there. And then that's kind of like the what the fuck moment. And when the perfect storm hits and Seed Beauty then comes in and say, hey, Kylie, you've sold 51% of the business to Cody. Those are our formulas. Those are our trade secrets. And bam, we're going to slap you with a lawsuit for breaching trade secrets. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, I just don't understand how, uh, how, uh, I just don't understand how everybody's in this business and they're not fully understanding like the power of NDAs when you sign stuff, like what you've signed yourself up for. Um, I mean, all of it pretty much sounds 
all of it sounds really fishy to me. This whole like, hey, come to my house, see how rich I am. Look at my tax records. Like, who's just like, who are you, Donald Trump? Like, why are you just showing your people your like tax stuff? Like, why, why are we like, what's the point of that? And I mean, it's given them a lot of controversy, which is, you know, pretty much fan the flames of their success. But I mean, at the end, I mean, it's just the mistakes that were made are huge. And I just don't think that there was anybody there to really, and it's surprising with the amount of money that they have that nobody was there to be like, hey. Well, it worked until it didn't. When they got slapped with the lawsuits. Most scams work until they don't. (laughs) Right, but then I feel like with the Kardashians, they have so much money that both, so Kylie got a lawsuit and then KKW, Kim's Mm. beauty line also have the lawsuit because they're also produced by Seed. And so Cody also acquired a a stake of Kim's business. And so now both lawsuits are in arbitration. They're probably paying Seed Beauty a large sum of money to Mm. kind of make this go away. And so now what's interesting is, I don't know if anyone noticed, but the Kylie Cosmetics Instagram account, Kim's, and then the Kylie Cosmetics website have all were were shut down for a while. And then they kind of posted a few posts to get things going, teased the launch a bit. So they're taking this opportunity because they have to reformulate and repackage and come up with, you know, things that Seed Beauty don't have ownership of. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I definitely have seen it. Um, I think a lot of people have uh, seen that the fact that their Instagram is like basically being shut down because, I mean, you stole something and then tried, like, you you tried to sell something that wasn't yours. So, Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, everything that's happening is like standard. It's a great, I'm sure if I was in like the Chris PR team, I'd be like, this is fabulous, guys. We can redo everything. We can get fresh likes in. We can drive controversy. This Make is what everything the fa- sustainable. Everything can be sustainable, but this is what the family is about. You know, we manage controversy so well. Yeah. This will be great. I'm sure all of this like, for them, I'm sure they're like not losing sleep over it. To be yeah. very honest, and and Kim could finally take this as the opportunity to remove W from her beauty brand name. I mean, KK I don't want to like you know the thing is is that with the realm that I'm in in the industry, I always get so nervous. Because part of me wants to say something, and I'm like, you know what? And then next week, I'm going to be at work, and then she'll be right there in an email, and I'll just have to. <laughs> and I'll have to deal with it. Okay, then say no more. Yeah, I'll say no more. Say no more. Okay. We'll move on to our last segment, which is product recommendations. Shade, what are you obsessed with this week? Oh my God. Like, okay, so beauty products or just anything? Ideally beauty, but can be anything. Okay, beauty products I'm obsessed with this week. I'm going, I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? As a lot of people do, you know, COVID and stress of life, I found a new use for the uh, avocado eye cream from Glow Recipe. I'm like low-key a stan of that brand. I just like- I hope, can see that. I just hope they stay on the straight and narrow and I never have to be like, oh, but I'm obsessed with that brand. Um, I am obsessed with their eye cream right now. With the stress of life, 
you know, every time we have, every now and then we have a little cry. So I had a little cry the other night and I was just like, oh, my face is going to be so puffy. And so I just put the eye cream on like under my eyes before I went to bed. And then in the morning I didn't have puffy eyes. Mm-hmm. And I, my eyes always swell whenever I cry at night. And like when I try to like go out and look normal, everyone's like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm just like, nothing. Like trying to hide the fact that I was crying. So it, it <laughs> I, it, I love that product now. And now I'm like trying to tell everybody that I know that if you have a good little cry, which is super healthy to do, to let it all out, um, just use an eye cream. And the retinol avocado eye cream from Glow Recipe is, would be what I would suggest for all of you with like a bit of anxiety mm-hmm. and tears to tears to cry. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you were upset, Shade. I feel like we should talk about this not on after the, pod. the pod. Yeah, after not the, the pod. <laughs> not on the pod. <laughs> not doing that here. But yeah, I think crying is like, it sucks, but it's super healthy sometimes to just it's let cathartic. all cathartic. Yes. It's cathartic. Yeah. It's like my own form of like self, self-love, self-care sometimes <laughs> just, just to <laughs> cry, just have a good cry. Okay. What are you obsessed with? Okay, this is a product that I've been meaning to do for weeks, but because it takes a little bit of a time commitment, I haven't, but I'm truly obsessed with this product and I'm going to say it to help hold myself accountable so I go home and do this. It's the Japanese baby foot foot masks. Oh, Lord. Is it the have one you that- done this? Oh my gosh. It's like <clears throat> some kind of extreme acid peel. It's probably like 70% like BHA, AHA or something. But it basically you you have to soak your feet in water for 30 minutes. And then you put this, it's like a sheet mask for your foot. That's mm-hmm. like a 3D one. And you like tape the two ends together so no air comes out. And you leave it on for 40 minutes. So you can't go anywhere for 40 minutes because it's very slippery and dangerous to walk on. Um, And then you take it off and then you wait like three, four days. And they recommend that you soak your feet in warm water every day for 30 minutes. And all the dead skin on your feet will just peel off. Bro, I'm gonna tell you right now, you can't wear flip-flops for like a week. No, you I'm have not to about wear flip-flops. No, you, you can't wear flip-flops for a week. It's too hot for that. I've done it. My husband was like, you can't come into bed with those feet. And I don't blame him because my feet were shedding like, uh, like a Labrador. It's not cute. It's no, not cute. But afterwards, like you just have to wear socks. And afterwards, you have like the smoothest baby foot. It's it's amazing. After leaving a trail of skin all around your house. I mean, it's kind of satisfying to peel off, but we also won't go into that on the pot. Yeah, you, it's peeling. It's, you know, flip-flops. I remember my colleague did one one day, and I told her, I was like, girl, when you do this, your feet are going to be busted. And then she came into work with, like, like these weird sneakers on, and I was like, <laughs> how is your feet? <laughs> she was just like, I don't want to talk about it. Your feet are gross for, like, a week. But you, you are right. Once it's done, it is, like— like you have pretty feet, but I would just rather go and get a pedicure. But I, I love it. No, it's I, different. I, I, I it's love. Different. Do you think it's different? It's to totally like, different. The no. skin is peeling off. I know. Okay. Anyway, you like it. I love it, though. If you like it, I love it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the What's on Your Face podcast. If you want to see more stuff, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is What's on Your Face underscore, and our Twitter is What's on Your Face. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.